For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, online at mosesmeansmore.com. Empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. In this episode, we sit down with Ben Ng, the executive director and co-founder of the Eye Center at Marshall University. Join us as we dive deep into how the Eye Center is revolutionizing entrepreneurship and business innovation in Huntington. Learn how this thriving hub is nurturing the next generation of entrepreneurs. We'll also explore the role of the Brad D. Smith Student Business Incubator and the exciting collaborations that are propelling the Eye Center to new heights. Let's get in your business. Ben, start by introducing yourself, sharing your role mm-hmm. uh, as executive director and, and co-founder of the Eye Center at Marshall. Yeah, so... Um just, I guess, maybe a little bit, bit of background. So I grew up here in Huntington. I'm a Huntington native. Um, I grew up in a small business family. For the people that are from Huntington, they'll probably um, they'll probably know, especially the people that have been here for a while. Um, my mom and dad owned Ming's Restaurant, which was in the Frederick Hotel, where the 21 Club is now. And they were there for a number of years. And um, so, you know, just sort of growing up in that environment um, of being in a small family business in Huntington, um, you know, you just sort of, it's, it's like an education in and of itself. It's like a, it's an MBA in and of itself, just sort of growing up in that sort of um, that sort of environment. And yeah, so businesses and entrepreneurship has always been um, a big part of of just my life. And then on top of that, it wasn't just specifically small business and 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 that it was it was small business in Huntington and in West Virginia and Marshall. Um, you know, my parents were immigrants. They came here um, because this was the land of opportunity. And um, and they started their business. It was successful enough to send me to school to get degrees and all this other stuff, and to put me in a position um, where I could, um, you know, use my brain. And that's what my mom and dad had always wanted. They they always said, "We work with our hands, so you can work with your head." Wow. So they were. It was really important for them. Like education was really important for them, and because um, people in Huntington supported my mom and dad's restaurant. Um, you know, they bought a lot of egg rolls. Um, that in, that in, enabled um, then to send me to, to school to be able to learn like um, business strategies and all sorts of innovation um, processes that they could never know themselves. You know, they really made, Ming's was what it is because they worked really, really hard. Um, and I just kind of thought, man, if I can, you know, use the business knowledge that I gained through school, but then also sort of. Um, the business knowledge and scrappiness that I saw my parents um, um, have when when they were um, operating Ming's, they've since retired. Um, then, man, we you know that could really be helpful to um, to Huntington and West Virginia. And um, so, yeah, that was sort of always a, a big goal of mine. And um, and then, of course, you know, we meet Brad Smith, you know, who is truly, truly, truly just you know one of the one of the, the innovation minds of our time. I mean. Unbelievable innovation mind, and not just um, Huntington. Oh, yeah. Right. oh yeah, yes. you know, there's Harvard Business Reviews and Forbes articles where they they rank, you know, like the top ten innovate, innovative CEOs in, in the world. And it'll be like Elon Musk and and Tim Cook and and Zuckerberg, and then they'll be like, you know, number nine will be like Brad Smith, right. you know. Right. So it just shows you that, like, you know, 
re- really talent can come from anywhere. And and I look at all my classes that I teach at Marshall, and you'll, you know maybe there's 30 students in there. Any one of them could be the next Brad Smith, and hopefully more than one of them will be the next Brad Smith. And now we have Brad Smith, um, you know, here, you know, leading Marshall. Um, you know, so yeah, it's just an amazing thing. I mean, I'm, that's really the idea. Is like, you know, we have this opportunity to create a generation of worth of Brad Smiths. Um, so, kind of going to your point about the Eye Center. Yeah, like, what, yeah. Is, what is that? Um, so that was sort of what we were thinking. You know, we actually started working with Brad a long time ago. Um, it was around 2017. He was actually still the CEO of Intuit at the time. And I had a student that started working it into it. I'd mentored her when she was at Marshall. She was a marketing student, um, and then actually international business, but. Um, and she ended up working it into it, and Brad started mentoring her into it. And she calls me up the first like month she's there. And she's 2017. Like, 2017. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yes. No. No. Yeah. 2017. She calls me up and she's like, "Ben, I got this thing I want to tell you about. It's called design thinking, and it's and it's this awesome tool for um, for innovation. It's a way that like." People can innovate awesome ideas just like they 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 um, innovate in Silicon Valley to create like the next Facebook, the next Uber, the next Airbnb, like the, you know like all these ideas. And I was like, that's really cool. You know, I, I I think it's great. If you think it's awesome and you think it's great for our students, let's do it. Let's let's find a way to teach it to our students. So um, she um, she actually got Brad on board and, and Brad started getting involved too. He's like, yeah, I'd like to be part of this also. So um, so we created this like pitch competition um, where. We taught, um, I think it was 40, we start, it wasn't just business students, it was 40 students at Marshall from across the campus. There were little, it was like from every college and 12 faculty members from across the college as well. This process of innovation to come up with all these next level ideas called design thinking. And, um, and then Brad was like, you know, I'm going to call some friends. And it was like kind of like a shark tanky thing, but like right. a nice one. And he was like, I'm going to call some friends to be um, sharks with me, right? And he called up Jennifer Gardner and Chad Pennington. And those were the three um, judges. It was Brad, Jennifer Gardner, and and Chad Pennington. And um, the students just knocked out of the park. So that's what that's how it kind of started was this, like, this huge burst of like design thinking. It was like, okay, let's keep this going. That was the next question was right. like, do we do this again? Is it a thing where we just have a competition every year? And I was talking to Izzy and Brad about it and, and it was, and, and we're kind of, we're thinking it's like, you know, the idea isn't to like maybe just teach it to 40 people every year. The idea is how can we use design thinking to reinvent Marshall, to reinvent Huntington, to reinvent West Virginia? How can we make a broader impact with design th- design thinking? So, um, so we actually pivoted not from just a competition, but creating a center of innovation that taught design thinking to, um, at the first, at the time we've changed, but early on it was called the three C's. So it was the College of Business, the campus of Marshall, and the community, which was like West Virginia and Huntington. That ended up being a lot more than we can chew. Um, like that ended up being a lot of, co- that's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people there. So we were, we were like, and, and you know, we, it was like one of those times where, you're, where your um, stomach is bigger than, um, your eyes are bigger yes. than your stomach, yes, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, um, but you know, we, we wanted to, to really spread it. And uh, so we learned a lot from that. And um, so we, we ended up um, worked with the Department of Education and we put we helped um, create an entrepreneurship innovation path where they learn design thinking in high school. So it's actually piloting right now in eight high schools around around West Virginia. OK, um, then we, we we've had a number of of um, we, we taught design thinking to a number of, of places at Marshall, you know, like, you know, Herd Athletics, um, the um, Sodexo, which is the dining arm of Marshall um, in the College of Business. So we, we've we've taught innovation in multiple places everywhere. 
And then Brad gets hired at at, right. at Marshall, and we're like, oh my gosh, we have an opportunity to really take this to the next level. So do you remember those innovation catalysts that I was telling you about in, into it? I was like, well, what if we um, create Marshall University innovation catalysts, and we take sort of this exact same um, system that they have it into it, and because innovation catalysts are really spurring all these amazing ideas for Intuit, which makes Intuit this great, great. Um, company an innovative company what if we did that at marshall wouldn't that be kind of cool so we we um we created the marshall university innovation catalyst program this is actually relatively recently and um the goal of that now is um we'll teach design thinking to you know all these different colleges and departments and majors when you say design thinking yeah what what, what is explain that yeah so it's an innovation pro it, it's a way to come up with awesome ideas um so there's there's it's a kind of a three-step process um so the first one is to really understand the problem deeply first so you so you do this um you do a bunch of what's known as deep customer empathy you really want to understand the person with the problem at a deep deep level as if the problem was your own um then after you understand the problem then you're in a position to solve it so it goes from problem seeking to yeah. problem solving and then th when you do problem solving it moves into the second step which is called go broad to go narrow which means you're coming up with a broad number of ideas and then narrowing it to your best one and the reason you do that is to prevent yourself from just coming up with one idea okay because a lot of times people are like i've got the idea and they only have with one on one right sure. so it's like go broad give yourself a chance to come up with a bunch of ideas then narrow it down to your best one which then takes you to the third step which is called um, rapid experiments with customers and when you when you have this one idea, what's what's important to realize that is about the idea is just an idea. It, you're assuming it will work, but you don't know if it'll actually if the, if if it'll actually help people or not. You know, will it actually solve the problem? Is two different things. So you want to you want to experiment and test it um, as quickly as you can, as cheaply as you can, um, to see if you're right or wrong. And most likely, what you'll find is parts of it of your idea are right and parts of it are wrong. But um, what's great about the process is because you've done it cheaply and because you've done it quickly, you can now improve the idea. Okay. So you can go back and make a version two that's a better version um, that corrects the rights, right? And but still incorporates, uh, sorry, corrects the wrongs, but still incorporates the rights. Sure. And um, yeah, so you're just you're just you keep iterating through that process of version th two, version three, version four until you get to something awesome. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. So Brad Smith was hired in, in 2021, and so how did that play into everything? Yes, yeah, it just accelerated. I mean, we were already kind of... Was he involved doing... in the program Oh yeah. Before Brad has been involved the entire way from Since 2000. Absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, obviously, um, you probably read in the news where you know we have a whole new building going up. So you know, um, he made that he made that donation um, around 2018, I believe, somewhere Sounds around about there. Right. Yeah. But the big thing wasn't really. I mean, obviously, the, the donation is great, but it's the knowledge he brought. I mean, you know, him letting us um, work with his Intuit team to understand design thinking at a really, really high level. Um, you know, them sharing all that knowledge with us so we could share it at Marshall was really even more important, you know, because so we're in the background of, of all of this um, spreading design thinking and the three C's at the time. Yeah. So when Brad comes in, I'm like, wow, OK, maybe now since we have we, we have one of the best innovators in the world running Marshall. Um, I was like, what if we focus on that campus C? What if we what if the I center? spread design thinking to all the different majors and departments and, and you know, and they know 
um, design thinking, then they can actually innovate in their area. So for example, you can think of like um, the journalism um, department. Well, what's, if they understand journal, if they understand innovation or design thinking, now they can innovate in journalism. We have, they have subject matter expertise in their field plus innovation. Sure. Same thing with healthcare, healthcare innovation, right? With design thinking, art innovation. So, you know, every single department um, at Marshall um, could potentially leverage design thinking to innovate in their field. Okay. And then now we are in a position to scale. Now we can take, now they can go and create awesome solutions out in the world, out in Huntington, out in the, out in West Virginia. So early on, I think one of the big reflect, reflections I had when we started was we try to do everything. We try to be the innovators, and we and, and we just realized it's a really big world out there. And um, and ultimately, I'm a, I'm an educator, and I was like, man. If we just teach other people how to do it, now they can innovate in so much better ways than I would have even imagined in their fields to really scale out, um, scale out innovation. So really, Marshall University is the the best tool for this because, or the is the best mechanism for this because you inherently have all these super super expert people in their fields. And it's just giving them this little bit of innovation ability to be able to like now, you know, go out and make a big difference. Um, and then Marshall can be, I think, what it was always intended to be, which is um, the greatest solve- problem solving tool um, for West Virginia. I mean, it's a public institution. I think this is like our responsibility. So, so yeah. what what would you say? What is the mission, the objectives yeah. of the I Center? Yeah. So. But the mission of the I Center is to um, inspire innovation across the campus. Okay. And then the vision, and then the vision that we have is, um, if we're able to achieve this, um, our mission um, to inspire innovation across campus, then we'll be able to transform the trajectory of um, of, of Huntington and West Virginia and Appalachia. So how through Marshall? But, through I mean, you people. mentioned like herd athletics and you mentioned journalism. Yeah. How has that been? In, like, journalism, herd athletics. How have they both been involved in, in the I Center? Yeah. Anything specific you can. You know any examples you can talk about? Yeah, you know specifically, you know we've worked with Herd Athletics quite a bit. Um, so we actually started working with them. Um, it might have been right after Brad came in, um, but yeah. So we worked with them probably like maybe a year and a half, two years ago on in, on designing ways and innovating ways for um, student fans. To, um, to creating student fan experiences, so that way they would want to come to basketball games and football games. So we worked with them on on innovating a, many many different things, and I've, and it's funny to see so many things of, like this have been implemented already. Like what? Like what? Yeah. So um, you know, if you went to the basketball games, you'll 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 probably have seen a, a big difference, right? So one of the big things I think early on was. Um, you know, when we did our um, deep customer empathy, we're trying to understand like what are the problems and where where can the improvements be made. There was a, a lot of ad reads like in between timeouts, right? So it's like, you know, um, a timeout will be called, and there'll be a lot of energy. Timeouts would be called, and then it was like a energy. video commercial. Yeah, it's yes. just like you know, get zapped, right? And then like, um, so like. And of course, you still need this. This of is course. not like somebody yeah. got paid for all oh, right, salaries right. So and everything. You can't just be like, well, the answer is to get rid of them, right? You, you can't do that. But but so you have to really think through, like, okay, how can we still engage fans? And you know, so people aren't, don't immediately start checking their phones when they start hearing ad read. And you know, so you start thinking of different ways. Okay, well, how can we still um, have sponsored? Um, 
features. concepts, right? right? Mm-hmm. Still have f- sponsored concepts during these timeouts, um, um, but but they but they're still engaging, right? In some way, so you that's where you start getting the innovative, creative, creative um, types of things. So there's a number of them now. I mean, you can you can go to any basketball game right. now. So like the one that pops out my mind as, as I'm thinking about it was there was one that they did where. Um, they ask a fan to like name thirty super as many superheroes as yeah, you can 30 in thirty seconds, seconds right? right? Yep. And then and then like um, they do it, and then they have a basketball player also doing the challenge. It's like right. cool stuff like that, yeah. right? So how how does all this fit into the the Bradley Smith Business Incubator? Yeah, so the Brad Smith Incubator. So the iCenter actually has so my center has two arms to it. The first one is what I just talked to you about, is which is the whole training. Basically, um, if we want to spread innovation across the campus, you know, you, you think about who's on campus. So the, there's faculty, staff, administrators, and those are like the workers. So that's what the Marshall University Innovation Catalyst Program, that's what I've been describing yeah. so far. But then what about the students, yes. right? Like, how do we spread um, design thinking to the students? So we have an entire pipeline of um, design thinking training for students. So it actually starts off before the incubator. Um, we, we teach... Um, um, a class known as the first year seminar, which is every freshman has to take the first year seminar. It's it, it's 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 like a universal class that everyone at Marshall takes. Um, we teach the honors version of it. So all so I think almost all the honors students takes our version of that, and that is a is, is a is a full semester of design thinking, coming up with different ideas and 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 who knows what they'll you know it's whatever we let them choose whatever problem they want to work on. Um, so. At, coming out of that class, if there are um, students that are like, man, I really think my idea's got something to it, and I think it's awesome, then um, then we'll, we'll say, okay, you know, would you like to go into the Brad D. Smith Student Incubator? Okay. So now, you know, they... I don't want to say they graduate into it, but yeah, they, they, you know, these, the ones that come out of there and they're really fired up about their idea um, and they sort of... Um, you know, kind of have that verve to them where you, it's like, yeah, this they're very obsessed with this thing. They want to do it. Um, we'll bring them into the Brad D. Smith incubator and literally work with them for the next three years on helping them um, build out their ideas. And we have a number of experts that help. Um, um, I'm not the only one that teaches it. We bring sure. in a number of like, like really, really good um, startup mentors to mentor them. Yeah. So, you know, between, between the, the business incubator and the NEI center, you know, how are they, you know, actively involved in, you know, business innovation, entrepreneurship mm-hmm. here in the Huntington area. Yeah. So, um, so we really, everything is focused on solving important problems, you know, so um, inherently that's what kind of business always comes down to. And most of their, all, so really it's about getting obsessed with a problem. And um, usually the problems that people get obsessed with are the ones that are immediate to them. You know, it's like, Sometimes you'll hear like, "Oh yeah, I really want to solve a problem that's around around the, the the world." Like it's it's like in a different country, but most of the time these are problems that they face at Marshall, or they're problems that um, that they they see in Huntington, or they're from maybe from Southern West Virginia. Um, so I would say by and large, most of the problems are local, state, or um, university problems, like higher ed problems. And uh, but we don't we don't actually tell them what what. We don't judge them. We don't judge the idea. We judge the innovator. Okay. We want we want the kids that have the design thinking mentality who get really obsessed with solving problems and, and, and like are intellectually curious and just have like gritty about it. Um, so yeah, we don't really tell them, hey, you know, this is like a certain area you should look at. We really let them um, find a problem that they're obsessed with, but they they do they do tend to find ones that they know. And um, yeah, so they you know um, there's a number of different cha- um, problems that they're working on solving and um, coming up with innovation innovative solutions for that impact the area the Huntington 
area. I'll give you an example yeah. of one. There was um, there's there's two students, Olivia and Jackson, who um, have this idea or have a um, it's not an idea. They're actually making money already, but um, <laughs> have a, a startup called um, Lots of Change okay. is the name of it, and it's a social enterprise. Social enterprise meaning like it's trying to create um, business economic value. It's, it's trying they're trying to make money, but they're also trying to um, create social value simultaneously. So it's a it's social enterprise, and um, so Lots of Change. What they do is they 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 you know they notice the dilapidated lots there that are around here we see them all around Huntington and they're like we want to do something about it and they noticed that like there was like um, flooding problems in Huntington so they're like hey um, you know what if we take some of these dilapidated lots um, rent, turn them into rain gardens okay. um, to help the flooding issue, and um, and then create a system where the neighborhood can then take over the garden and um, maintain it and have pride and bring like sort of a neighborhood, um, sure. you know, um, you know, a neighborhood vibe to it, and also um, just pride to it as well. So um, they built their first garden this summer um, in uh, I think it's the Highlawn area okay. um, behind um, St. Mary's and all, all right. that. I haven't visited it yet, but I'll need to go check so, it out. So how are they making money? Yeah, so um, they're you know the hot the the neighborhood. Um, okay. So and you know they're still trying to figure out like how to scale this and monetize this. But again, it's you know they still got a number of years to figure this out. It's more about just getting out there and sure. trying it. It's like you know instead of doing a PowerPoint presentation on it, let's get out there and try one. What did you learn from it? How could you potentially scale this in the future? Does it is there demand for it? Are there neighborhoods that'll even pay you anything to do it? Sure. Right. So yeah, you know they were hired to um, by the neighborhood. I actually think it was a church. I think it was a neighborhood church that actually funded it. But if I if I, I can't remember exactly okay. but uh, but yeah you know so that's that's how that that's how they were paid sure. to do it and, and all that and uh, yeah so so if, if I'm a you know a, a business owner in the area you know can I get involved in the eye center is there a place for me to you know, get the university involved, get the eye center involved. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think they're always looking for good problems to solve. Um, you know, I think that's one way to potentially, um, you know, I think exposing exposing um, our students in the incubator to different, um, you know, there's they're still pretty young. I mean, you're talking about like you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds, sure. and and I think like you know, the more worldly they can get, the more information they can get about sort of like what's out there. Um, you know, gives them a better idea of, of something to innovate on or, you know, um, a problem to innovate on. Or even if it's not a problem, maybe it's, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you should really check out this thing over here, you know, and that will help you sort of come up with ideas. So, yeah, you know, we bring in – so the class is interesting. It's not really – so we meet uh, – they meet twice a week. Once is everyone meets together, and then the other time they meet with specifically with their mentor. And the the time that we meet all together, we we tend to bring in a lot of um, external people to like, you know, broaden the horizons a little bit and let them hear different things. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we're constantly bringing in people to um, to work with them and to like, you know, give them ideas of like, hey, there's a, this is a really important area in West Virginia or Huntington that needs that's looking for some innovation, sure. and you know, this might be a great place to create a startup and all that. The one thing we haven't really done though is bring in investors, and there's a reason for that. Um, the reason is is mainly because we want them focused on solving problems um, for the people that have those problems, and to be laser focused on on their customer. Um, and a lot of times, if you bring in investors too early. Um, you can you can start focusing on the investor and what they want more than what the customer wants. Now, usually a good investor will want what the customer wants, but not always. Right. And um, so you know we've been I've been really kind of holding off investors and all that kind of stuff for right now, um, and just letting them laser focus on solving um, important problems in an awesome way. And then once that's there, then it's like okay, now we can start thinking about. Um, 
about like you know investors and all that kind of stuff. So where feeling. where you know the kind of answer I was going to ask where mm-hmm. does the funding come from? Uh, for these projects and, and so forth. Yeah, so that's the beauty of um, without investors. Yeah, so that's the that's a great question. So that's the beauty of design thinking is um, when you when you do your rapid experiments and you're seeing if your idea works, the your, the rap the rapid experiments should be as cheap as you possibly can make them, because um, what what you don't want to do and 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 so many entrepreneurs fall into this trap of like, they don't test their idea out. They'll just say, okay, like I'm gonna open up a, cup, a cupcake shop and I'm gonna like, you know, take my, take like every dollar that I have out of the bank to like, to do it. And hope that people wanna buy cupcakes. Right, right? so hope. <laughs> that's a Hail Mary bet. Yeah, sure. So you, you, you've made, you've taken your entire, you've taken a significant amount of your, of, of your resources on a bet, on a huge one-time bet. And if it works out, great. But but like, what are the chances that the first time you do it, you nail it? It's probably pretty rare. So that's extremely risky. So with the design thinking process, you, you actually, it, it's a de-risking process. So the idea is if you rapid experiment with it as cheaply as you can, the concept out, um, then you can take, you can do multiple small bets versus making one big Hail Mary bet. So experiment, and experimentation is the answer. Like, yeah. like creating many, 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 many cheap, 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 cheap experiments to see if your idea um, has, has um, the veracity you thought it did in the eyes of the customer, right? You like those little tests, um, and there lot, there's lots of ways to do little tests now that like technology has made that even easier. Right. There's so many ways to test out an idea to see if there's a there there um, that cost you virtually nothing. And um, so, but again, my mom and dad, by the way, did it the old way. They didn't know. They took everything out to be able to, and they, and they were one of the lucky ones. But like, sure. that's one of the things now that we can help um, entrepreneurs like my mom and dad um, now and say, hey, you know, there's a way better way to do this in a less risky way by conducting rapid experiments um, to see if there's a there there and if there is then you can make your big Hail Mary bet but do but do a bunch of small experiments so first. If, if somebody's yeah. listening now yeah. um, that is is out of college or, or maybe mm-hmm. they think they're too old to go to college they're not going to go to college yeah. what, what is a rapid experiment how can they do a rapid experiment now? yeah there's lots of different ways to do a rapid experiment um, but um, one really simple way to do it is um, create what is known as a one-page landing page of the idea right, right. so like you can create there, there's this great website called card.com c-a-r-r two r's for some reason c-a-r-r-d um, dot Co, not .com, but .co. So it's card.co, and you can, and it's free. Like there's, there's, there are, they'll have tons and tons of templates for free to make a one-page website. Okay. And w- it, with a one-page website, you can, you can put, you can describe your entire business plan. Like right, it's like, okay, if you got this problem, then we've got the solution for you, and here's how it works, and the three steps, and and the the key with the one-page website, if if, in, like I said, completely free. Um, number one is if you're like, well, I don't, I'm not a great writer. Well, ChatGPT can help you write this That's whole right. thing, yes. right? So you don't have to be a great writer. If you know what it is, you can tell ChatGPT what it is and it can make it sound awesome, right? So it can creatively uh, make it sound like a web page that sound, right? So there's your content. Um, and, and, and there's another thing called Dolly out there, which will actually help you create images as well. So you can even create images of what it'll look like. Um, but the key to the whole, the, the, one, the, the one page landing page is a button 
like maybe multiple buttons on the on the web page that says buy now okay or register here or give me an email right sign up sign up sure and what that tells you and and again they click the button and maybe there's nothing there right maybe like it doesn't have to like have your business doesn't have to be in operation they click if they click the button what it can say is like hey we're planning on launching in you know 2024 if you'd like to stay up to date with us you know give us your email give address, us your email address. Mm-hmm. so that little test although they no one gave you money they gave you something else which is their email yeah, right which data. means yeah. and it's not even just the data it meant that they it's People don't want to be spammed. No, right? They're interested like, in something. They're interested. That's right. It's yeah. a it's a real level of interest, right? So, like, if you get tons of people clicking on that link um, to to register, giving you their email, even though they didn't give you money, they obviously are interested because no one wants to get spammed. There's skin in the game, even right. though it's not money. So, what you can do from that is you can you can say, you know, all right, wow, well. There's a bunch of people that gave us their email addresses. You could go now and, and talk to them. It's like email them and say, "Hey, I'm really curious about you know why you why you um, registered for it. I'd love to learn more from you, right?" So you can now you know version two, version three, version four, right? You can yeah. you can try. You can keep iterating that way, and then maybe you get to the point now you're like, "Okay, well, let's see if people put down a pre-order, and maybe you turn that give me an email button into give me five bucks button, right?" And um, now you could have this a, lead to like crowdfunding. Good, yeah. right? It could. It's similar, right? So then you get pre-orders, and then once you get pre-orders, now you actually have this thing called capital, right? And maybe you can start building some of this stuff, and then now we turn that pre-order turns into a buy now, right? right? So, and by the way, I, I was I remember like Starlink, which was Elon Musk's satellite thing. That's exactly what he did. Okay, it's literally what he did. I remember the first web page was a one page web page, and it was just kind of like if you're interested, you know, we're we're building this satellite. Um, 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 internet system or whatever. If you're interested, then just leave your email, which I did. And then a couple months later, it's like, hey, if you want to put a pre-order down, it's 200 bucks if you want this thing, which I did. Right. You know. So yeah. And then and now the thing is up and running. You know. So yeah. I mean, even somebody, even a, even something as technical as satellite internet, um, or internet satellite uses this exact same method. So sure. you can do this for anything. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional-grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com. How can you measure the success of the iCenter? And, and what, are, what are its goals, and how can you measure the, the success in, in hitting those goals? Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question. Um, so the way that, we, that we'll... So the way that we measure success is sort of like using that design thinking mentality, right? So it's first of all, it's like how many people are getting exposed to design thinking on campus. So there's just sort of like we want to have a, a big number of people that are exposed. Um, so that's one of our first metrics. The next metric down to that is like after they've been exposed, how many of them um, decided to take the next step and become like design thinkers and start innovating, right? Um, so that would be the next step. And then the next step after that is how many experiments were run. You know, so um, and, and, there's, and that's going to be a little bit of a smaller number too. And then the the next level down from that, and which is going to be even smaller numbers, how many of these experiments 
turned into reality. Right. How many of these were implemented and um, and ultimately what the most important thing is impact, right? Yeah. So so we, we have multiple measurements of success, but they're all connected. It's a funnel. Well, you know? same question for, the, for yeah. the Bradley Smith Business Incubator. Yeah. Same question. I mean, yeah. what are the goals and how do you measure the success? Exactly the goals? same thing. Okay. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, how many students at Marshall um, are exposed to design thinking? How many of them want to take the next step and be in the Brad Smith Incubator? How many of the um, experiments are our incubator students running? And then how many of those experiments turn into, you know, a yeah. startup that, you know, really changes yeah, the game? It, so that's sort of like our, our sort of short-term metrics. Um, but really the larger the larger metrics that, that I guess – you know, um, are more of a university thing is ultimately, you know, if we're able to create all these amazing innovations um, at Marshall and, you know, we have like professors are coming up with an, an amazing innovation, staff are com- coming up with amazing innovation, students are, then what, what should happen is Marshall should become like an amazing place, right? Like, like it should be the type of place where students, um, you know, really find innovative ways to recruit students. And then once their students are here at Marshall, they have um, an amazing experience at Marshall because sure. we've innovated all these great student experiences, like I mentioned the basketball one, but that happens in class, it happens at the dorms, it happens everywhere. So um, ultimately, I guess one of the bigger metrics too is just ultimately enrollment, right? So it's like, because, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, these innovations, um, they they help the school itself. They're, they're, they're making the school more agile and, and more innovative. And then, you know, to your point, I guess when you asked earlier, a lot of these innovations also impact Huntington and West Virginia. So, you know, you could even see, you could make a, an argument that one of the metrics would be um, the prosperity of West Virginia and the prosperity of Huntington. Sure. You know, did we move the needle in terms of innovating more awesome things in Huntington and in the, the state? And if we do, of course, that that tax revenue helps, um, you know, can can create more resources for education and Marshall and all that stuff. So what, what, I think what, those are the broader ones, but I think those are, you know, like obviously there's a lot of different factors going into enrollment numbers and, yeah. and those larger scale ones, but the ones that we can control are the number of experiments, the number of people exposed to design thinking. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest concerns uh, of our, our big, to me, our biggest problem is, is population and, and the sure. decline. Yep. And yep. Uh, where does all this factor in? And, you know, and I'm, and maybe I'm being silly for saying this, but like, all right, we're going to put out all these I- great ideas in the I Center and a part of the Brad D. Smith Business Incubator. Mm-hmm. But these kids are going to take these great ideas and get the heck out of town, mm-hmm. which has been our problem for the last 50 years yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in West Virginia, in Huntington. Right. Where do you see all that fitting together? We've got to fix this problem. Sure. We have to. Yeah, or, yeah. or Marshall's not going to exist. West Virginia yeah. debut's not going to exist, right? I mean, yeah. if we don't have those kids to go to our schools here. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think it, it kind of goes back to, like, the, the students are creating the businesses here while they're in college, and they're, they tend to be – um, focused on solving problems that are here. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're focused on solving sort of Marshall problems and Huntington problems and West Virginia problems. Um, and they're being like, once they're created here, you know, they're founded they're here. They're willing to stick here. Yeah. Stick around here. Yeah, I think so. And, and one of the things I've, you know, one of the things I've seen more and more is um, this sort of shift um, in the last couple of years. And I think Brad is large, is, is a big part of this of like, of, People really wanting to innovate here in Huntington. I think, you know, sort of this idea of, you know, he spent many, many years out in California and now he's come back, you know, to, to do this. And there's actually a number of them. He's not the only one. There's a, there's some other um, great innovators that have recently moved back. And um, 
So he's one of them, and I think you came that, back. Yeah, I you came back. Gone, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. gone for a while. Yeah. I lived in LA for a while. So I think that's I think that's one of the 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 things I've seen is that students now like instead of saying, "Hey, I'm graduating," and then want to take my Marshall degree and go, you know, to um, you know Columbus or New York or Charlotte, they they're like, "I want to do something here, and I want to and I want to like innovate and make a difference here." One of the more interesting things about this generation is actually this generation, the younger generation, like the twenty year olds, they're not super focused on money um they're no. focused on impact yeah. they want to make a difference and um, impact and, and personal lifestyle and per- yeah you know it's such a big thing like and, and i've just seen and like and that's where i really get along with these 20 year olds because ultimately that's what i'm all about is like i want to make a difference and um so yeah like i work with students all the time and, and they're they're even more fired up than i am about like you know impact and and reversing brain drain in in, in west virginia so i have a feeling that our our retention numbers will 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 actually you know be pretty good, good moving forward like that's my sense that's my sense from just being on the ground is i i see a lot of desire from our students to like want to make a difference here it, yeah. it's it's you know again going back to to marshall there's so many exciting things going on and i think marshall when i went to school i graduated from marshall in 2004 and i felt like you know when i was a kid when i was in high school it was go to college get your degree and it, and it was almost like just just get your degree and you'll be fine. Doesn't mm-hmm. you know? It almost it doesn't even matter if you use your, your degree yeah. specifically. Just get the get the piece of paper and you'll right. work. And I think that world world has changed. You know, it, it needs to be more specific and don't just get a degree to to get it. Get it in a you know a real like the cybersecurity and the flight school and so forth. Right. I mean, I just. I, I don't know. I just think that Marshall's doing a lot of a lot of good things right now and preparing people for the future, not just get a piece of paper and and, and get a lot of debt. I, so I, I I so agree with you that it, and I actually think you've nailed it. Like I don't think higher ed. If higher ed is all a piece of paper, then we're doing it wrong. That's right. Like and I felt like it. Well, I really right. I really think it used to be like that, and it yeah. has to change. Right. Like we Marshall and in, in higher ed, not just Marshall, no, has, yeah, has to be ed. the place. Where you know a student comes in, you know, because this is not cheap, you know, like God, it's, no. it, it's 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 an expensive thing. So you know, we got to make sure that that you know for the time and the money that people are putting into into um, us, you know, they believe in us with their time, their money, and um, we've got to be transforming lives, you know, and and if we can help them um, do find a, find important work that matters to them. Um, and then that important work also has a broader implication on society and, and it's like helps Huntington, it helps West Virginia. I think that's where higher ed should be thinking. That's it's right. really about like what type of impact can we make on our students so that way they can go and make a bigger impact on, on the world around us. And um, yeah, I, I think like preparing them for for that kind of experience is really what we should be thinking rather than, you know, like – yeah, like here's a piece of paper because you, you you checkboxed all these classes yeah. and you you know you you checkboxed all of them so here it is congratulations and you know off you go no, and you get like, this piece of paper and, and you go all right now what yeah right you're yeah. literally okay now now where do I go I think really what ideally it would be like our students graduate and they are fired up to to find important problems sure like well they're solve. already doing them before yeah. they graduate right like and they, they have they're the already competency. there yeah and they have the competency and the skill to solve them right yeah. and design thinking was one of those things but obviously in every subject matter expertise has their own like in, in it'll look different in liberal arts than it does in college of science yes. and and in the college of business so it's like if they compare that those 
those skills with this desire to solve problems in an innovative way, then I, I think you know I think that's that's a good start. And um, but yeah, and just getting them fired up to do that. What about yeah. future plans and, and yeah. future goals? Where yeah. do you think this goes from here? Um, yeah. So I mean, our, our ultimate goal for um, the incubator for the student incubator mm-hmm. is to create. Um, startups or to create innovations in three areas. One is um, sort of like this high tech Uber area. Like can West Virginia create its own Uber or Facebook or, you know, um, Airbnb. I think that's one area that we would like to really achieve um, in the future. And then the second area for the, for the students um, would be a really awesome, like really high impact social enterprises. So, you know, Coalfield Development, yeah, you know, sure. with, with Brandon Dennison and like, you know, who by the way is one of the startup mentors. So he's one of the ones mentoring these students. I mentioned that before. So um, he's mentoring the lots of change when with, with Olivia and Jackson. But any, anyways, yeah. Um, so we'd like to see these sort of innovative um, tech companies, innovative social enterprises. And then finally, the third area is, is higher ed innovations. Um, you know, like some of the students, they, they like solving problems for Marshall and sort of making the, you know, the university um, more innovative. So those that's sort of the three goals for, for that area. And then the, the goals for um, the, the Marshall um, University Innovation Catalyst, is that, that one is to be the most agile university in higher ed when it comes to um, innovating for the student experience. So we really want to, We, I mean, we want to be absolutely the most student obsessed um, university um, where we're in responsive. You know, it's like as students are changing, we're changing with it and we know what they need to that, that way they can transform the future. So those are our, those sure. are where our, our broader goals are for um, those. Are there any other colleges, universities with a program like this? Not really. There's parts. There's definitely colleges. Um, oh, the Bradsmith Incubator. I would say that there's probably student incubators that aren't too different than the student incubator. Okay. The the Innovation Catalyst program is probably not like a lot of. There, I think universities probably have pieces of this a little bit, but it's really been inspired by Intuit and um, and actually Disney has a similar has a kind of a kind of a, a similar thing too. They call them Imagineers um, instead of Innovation Catalysts. But um, but yeah, no, we're we're kind of dropping um, sort of something that we learned from Silicon Valley and, and into it, into, into the higher ed environment. And, okay. and so it's, it's pretty unique. Um, although there are, I'm sure that there are parts of it kind of scattered throughout different universities, but nothing quite like what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, you know, what, what advice would you offer to individuals looking to start their own businesses, whether, whether here or somewhere else? Um, uh, that that first piece is, I think, is the most important piece is of of really understanding your customer. Um, you know, I, I think people tend to um, always kind of rely on like only what they do. Like, you know, you might be great at making cupcakes, okay, or you might be you might have a great skill of some sort, a great competency at some sort, but but you really so that's really kind of about you. The question is, is what about them? And um, so I so I. I think the the main thing is to really really understand your cup customer at a deep 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 level. Um, sometimes so deep that they don't, they didn't even realize that they had the problem. So I'll give you an example. Like there was um, there was like this is one of the Intuit people told me this, and one of the innovation catalysts there. They said that um, there they there was like a pill bottle maker, like these people that make 
you know, pill bottles, and they were asking um, an elderly lady, like, do you have any problems taking off the bottle cap for our pill bottle? And she was like, no, I don't have any problems. She's like, it's not a problem for me. And she's like, and they were like, okay, can you show us how you do it? She's like, yeah, come on down to the basement. So they walk down to the basement. She takes her pill bottle. She fires up a deli slicer, and she, and, and, and that's how she ta- she slices off the top of it. Sure. And, like, you know, in her mind, she was saying, that's no, that's not a problem. Not a problem, yeah. It wasn't a problem for her, but that's a problem, yes. right? So, like, you know, it's really understanding. It's not just, like, surveying people, like, do you have a problem with the pill? It's, like, really, really understanding so much that they don't necessarily even know that they have the problem. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. So, um I think um, it's Peter Thiel, who's a, a, a famous entrepreneur, who always says that the best startups are built on secrets. And um, w- the way that I interpret that is, um, you know, you could have a secret idea, like great innovation, but I think really what it is, is you've identified a secret problem that other people didn't see that you saw. And if you're working on a secret problem that people didn't know, um, then obviously your solution is going to be innovative too, because sure. you're innovating for a secret problem. So I think that's a pretty instructive thing. And then the other thing I would say is test your ideas right. in a, in a it was small bets. Don't make Hailberry bets. You know, like there's lots of ways to test out your business before you take out a mortgage, a second mortgage on your house to do it. You know, like um, take your concept, test it out to see if there's real customer um, um, demand there yeah. um, in these small and scrappy ways. And if so, go for it. You sure. know, but if not, then, you know, it's okay. Just change your idea until you get there. Where yeah. can people go to, to learn more about the I Center, the, uh, the the business incubator? Where can they go there to learn more about that? Yeah. So, um, it, our website is just you know there's marshall.edu is the main marshall one and if you just do backslash icenter it'll take you right there sure this has been in your business i'm your host reeves kurtner thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please like subscribe share and even leave us a review season one of in your business is presented by moses auto mall of huntington moses means more.com empowered by the huntington regional chamber of commerce and kindred communications This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.